The Last Life Gaming Network is an over-the-top platform catering to the gamer, with hours of content at your disposal upon launch date. The LLGN will provide you with top-notch entertainment in the gaming world, with original shows such as Collections, Co-op Interview, and GUI Gaming Under the Influence, as well as highlights of Twitch and Mixer live streams. The network will have you chomping at the bits for content. Add on a live stream schedule and streams that will be interactive. There will be countless reasons for you, the viewer, to be invested in. Be sure to subscribe to the Last Life Gaming Network on YouTube when it drops in the fall of 2019. Are you ready to be a Last Lifer? What is going on, family? It is your boy, brother DSP. It's been a while. Uh, I think the last time we spoke to each other was back in, um, I'm going to say June. June was the uh, last time uh, we spoke. Um, I think it was early June. I'm not sure. I f- forgive me. I'm, I'm really bad on dates. It's been a while since we, since we put out an episode. I want to b- send a big shout out to my homie, uh, the homie Precise, the co-host. Uh, make sure you follow him on IG. Beats and Eats, uh, that's at B-E-A-T-Z-A-N-D-E-A-T-Z-Z. That's two Z's at the end. Um, we've, been, we've been doing it. I think we're three episodes deep. I'm about to record episode four this weekend. Um, this is just a bonus episode that I wanted to get out there because as I was doing research for episode four, I realized there was a lot of topics I wanted to touch on. And I know that once we get into the topics that I really, really want to get into with Precise, those other topics are going to be like, we're we're not going to be able to speak on it. We're probably just going to gloss over them. So I I just took the opportunity uh, and the the time to say, you know what, let me just give them a bonus episode with just me. It's just me on here. Uh, No co-pilot. I'm just doing the solo thing. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope I don't bore you too much. Um, I don't don't know if I'm going to go two hours. I just might, you know, I mean, like I said, it's just me. I just got uh, my spliff and some water here and my notes. Um, I'm just trying to build with you, build with the family so uh, we can continue to put the content out there that y- y'all love. You know what I mean? From from the feedback that I'm getting, uh, you guys are telling me you love the format. You love the fact that we're 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 not capable, but we are capable, but we're willing to talk about anything and everything under the sun, you know what I mean? Nothing is taboo. I mean, I I try not to get into the celebrity gossip because I think everybody does that, and I'm not trying to be like everybody, you know what I'm saying? I want to have my own niche. I want the show to have its own niche, its own... I even want to have our um, our own listening crowd, like, 
I want to I want to attract a particular crowd. Like if it, if you're a first time listener, um, we mainly cover current events, sports, all socio political issues. That's why episode four I think is very important to me because I feel that that's going to be the first episode we really 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 get into the political bag because we're going to talk about um, police terrorism and we're going to talk about the politics that that's currently been going on lately. Um, if if you understand what I'm going to say, Trump has been doing the whole dog whistle thing. Like he's saying, he's using coded language, you know. Um, he's not going to out and out say the racist rhetoric, but he's going to use uh, certain uh, phrases, certain words, certain terms to rile up the white supremacists, for lack of better words. They're not supreme. They're not... They're the, the white supremacy to me is basically an inferiority complex that they're trying to mask with supremacy. Um, if you didn't feel, if you felt superior, you don't have to tell the next person that they're inferior, you know? So that's why I was like, white supremacy is just a com- inferiority complex being masked with supremacy. But what was I saying? Yes, it's just Trump using coded language to rile up the white supremacists. It's what he did. Uh, before he got elected on his campaign, and he's doing it again because it worked. I mean, um, he has an issue with the, I think they're called the squad. It's uh, four four ladies in, um, in, in I can't remember which uh, governmental branch they're in, but it's four, four young ladies, four ladies, I hate using this term, four women of color. Um, it's AOC, Representative Omar, uh, and there's two other sisters. I'm, I'm freestyling off the top of my head right now because I don't want to get into this topic too much because, like I said, I want to save this for episode four. Um, but uh, basically, that's what we're going to be discussing in episode four. We're going to be talking about the current political climate, and we're also going to be talking about police terrorism because it's been ratcheting up since, well, started this month. I mean, there was a little bit going on two, three months ago, but it really, really kicked on, kicked up uh, the, this past few months. Give me a second. I'm going to take a sip of my drink. Thank you. I had to do that. I know it's probably rude to take a drink in the middle of the, um, the podcast, but a brother was thirsty. Um, like I said, it's uh, episode four is definitely going to be Super political. We're going to talk about sports, too, um, mainly the NBA offseason. Um, oh, well, that's a perfect segue to one of the topics that I wanted to start to talk about, um, which is basketball, which is sports. I'm not going to talk about uh, the NBA. I'm going to save that for me and my homie Precise for episode four, because um, we once we get in our NBA uh, bag, we really, we really delve into the league and, and the game itself. So I enjoy having that conversation with Precise. One thing I'm going to say, though, about the offseason. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys heard that. One thing I'm going to say in the offseason, about the offseason, is my team, the Knicks, man, we, we, we did okay. I'm not going to really get into how I truly feel about the um, offseason that the Knicks had. But the two signings that I'm really happy about is Julius Randle and Marcus Morris because those players are are gritty and that's what the Knicks need they need that grit they need that tough core um I'm, that's all I'm gonna say about that 
I'm not going to get too much into that because, like I said, I'm saving that for episode four where me and Precise really, really, really get into it. Um, once again, shout out to my co-host, Precise. Uh, we're doing our thing with the Blast podcast. I hope you enjoy. Now, I'm going to segue from here into um, what I've been noticing during the summer. There are a lot of uh, summer leagues, a lot of tournaments um, during the summer. Um, the NBA Summer League was was a good showing. Uh, it just sucked that we only seen Zion for a few minutes. Um, I wish I could have seen more of him with the other NBA rookies and, and second-year guys. But, um, I mean, I get it. He's he's a high, high, high commodity for um, New Orleans, and they're not trying to risk anything with injury, especially um, in the summer league, not even the preseason, the summer league. So I, I completely understand that. Um, R.J. Barrett, impressive. I like what I see there. He reminds me of... A young Lamar Odom, um, great passer, great scorer, good shooter. So I mean, I, I like I like that R.J. Barrett's going to be playing with the Marcus Morris's and the Julius Randles. You know what I mean? So like I said, I just wanted to mention that real quick. But um, I'm talking about other than the NBA Summer League, there are three leagues, three leagues slash tournaments that I've been paying attention to. Um, one of them is the Big Three. Um, ran by Ice Cube. I've been watching that probably for two years now, I think. I'm not even sure. I remember when it was first announced, um, Ice Cube and Allen Iverson had announced it. So I, I looked, I, I, I was intrigued by the league immediately because just to see a hip-hop mogul get into the sports realm, that was impressive. And to see him link up with someone that was so such a strong staple um, in the hip-hop culture, as as Allen Iverson was. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Allen Iverson was influential in hip-hop and in basketball. I remember when he busted out his cornrows. After that, everybody wanted to wear cornrows in the A. Um, he used to wear his gear, um, his hip-hop gear. Back then, you know, baggy clothes was the thing. And um, the NBA created rules to, to basically stop him from looking like, you know, somebody in the hip-hop culture. As they would call it, they would say he was looking like a thug, which is trash in my opinion, but, you know, it's not, it's not my institution. So um, to see Ice Cube and, and um, Allen Iverson announce that league, and it was a three-on-three half-court, and you see a lot of the veterans from back in the day um, that retired that that still play. You even got some players that can still play. It's just they don't have the opportunity to uh, try out for a team or exercise for a team. Speaking of which, Amari Stoudemire had just worked out for some teams. Um, I don't know if they'll pick him up due to his um, knees. Um, but then again, I, I know that teams would appreciate him um, as a veteran teaching the younger guys how to, to work the paint and, and things like that. So that, that, that would be awesome to see Amari Stoudemire on a team, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the big three. Um, it's a three on three, three on three league. Uh, I think, I don't even know how many games they play in the season. Uh, they've this year, I think they've got like Gilbert Arenas, Joe Johnson. Um, I've seen, Oh, Mario Chalmers. I'm telling you, they got a bunch of dudes that were in the league that are no longer in the league anymore for whatever reasons, whether they retired whether they didn't get signed again, what have you. It's just, um, I think it's a dope league. 
three on three, just to see those guys playing in a different format is dope. Um, another, another, uh, another tournament, I'll say, because it's it's more it's not a league; it's more like a tournament. Another one is uh, the basketball tournament. Shout out to my guy, um, Hakeem Williams. Uh, it's my dude. We play 2K with each other all the time, always talking hoops and, and life shit in general. Um, I'm super proud of that brother. He does uh, player talent relations um, over at the basketball tournament. Uh, the acronym is TBT, the $2 million tournament. You might have heard of it, but um, it's it's super, super competitive. Like, And they, and you, I'm talking about, these guys aren't probably the most popular basketball players. Like, if you paid attention to NCAA basketball, you'll know most of these guys that are playing. Um, Sometimes you'll even have some of the NBA players come and coach the team. Um, I think Boogie Boogie Cousins has a team on there. Um, I think Dwayne, no, Dwayne Wade doesn't have a team. They wanted him to come play. Um... Who else? I thought there were there are so many other teams on there. Like I know Syracuse has a team on there, uh, Bayheim Army. Um, Hakeem Warwick is on that team. That, that was my guy when I used to watch um, Syracuse basketball. Hakeem Warwick. I think Devendorf is on the squad too. Um, these are all the players that, that I'm mentioning are all guys that I watched in college. Um, great college basketball players that are playing in this two million dollar tournament. Um, I think my brother is actually going to one of the games. Shout out to my bro, uh, Frank Champion, a.k.a. Bravo, uh, the creative director of the Last Life Gaming Network. You heard just the you heard the ad before the episode began. Um, He's supposed to be going out there. Uh, I think he's going to Syracuse, the regional games out there. Hopefully he gets to see uh, the Q's ballers because me and him, we, we used to love watching Syracuse basketball. So that would be a great opportunity for him. Uh. I mean, it's think about it. It's I think it's 64 teams or 72. Remember, folks, a lot of this I'm just freestyling off the top of my head. This is not in the notes. It's just something that I've seen and I recently wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the um, competitive leagues that, that take place during the summer. And um, I'm not sure if it's 64 or 72 teams. Forgive me. You can look it up. I think it's 64. Um, and they ball out. I mean, they even have players from overseas that come here to ball too for that two million dollars. I think it's ten players um, each team. So what? That's two hundred thousand each for each player. That's great for one tournament. You win this one tournament and you get two hundred thousand dollars. That's a great prize. Um, even fans could win money. Um, I guess if you do the bracket and predict it correctly, you you get some cash. It's dope. It's very interactive. Um, Shout out to my guy, Hakeem Williams. Man, I'm super proud of that, brother. Uh, You might even see him on TV. You never know. Uh, He was on TV, I think, last year. Uh, Devendorf and some other brother got in each other's face. Um, And he had to separate it. So he he got got his little TV time on ESPN. I thought that was cool. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. He he also posts videos on IG. Um, I think his IG is at... Hakeem Williams underscore. Um, you follow him. Uh, you'll see him posting updates of the tournament. You'll see him with the players. Like this morning, I seen him with my guy, uh, Dewan Blair. I don't know Dewan Blair personally, but I used to love watching him ball because he was such a he was such a vintage like big man. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, 
I, I like I loved his style of ball. So when I saw him walking with Hakeem and him and Hakeem were like chopping it up, I was like, oh shit, that's crazy because I used to always watch this dude ball. Like I used to love watching Dewan Blair Dewan Blair ball. Forgive me, I didn't want to butcher his name. Dewan Blair. Um so like it, it's cool to see uh someone that I know personally involved with such a uh a, a dope tournament, you know what I mean? Two million dollars. Uh, if you're part of a team that does win, you get 200 down, like you could chill for the rest of the year until the next, next tournament. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's great. Um, definitely check it out. It's on ESPN. Um, I think the games start on Friday. Uh, Friday is the 19th, July 19th. I think the games begin July 19th. You can start watching them on ESPN three. The games are featured on ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN three. You know, I, I'm not getting paid for this. This is not an ad. This is just me showing love to my boy, Hakeem Williams, and what he's involved with. And it's an amazing tournament. The basketball tournament has competitive, competitive, competitive basketball. No politics, no bullshit. Um, please be sure to check it out. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, really good stuff. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, another, another league I wanted to talk about, Shout out to my guy, uh, Wanda, a.k.a. Brett Bronson, and what he's doing with the VOH Basketball League. Uh, he has several different, um, I would say, leagues or different uh, round-robin tournaments, I would say. He has VOH Unlimited, which takes place during the summer, which is going on right now. Um, make sure you follow VOH Basketball on IG so you can get the updates, recaps, and highlights. Um, that's V O H basketball, simple, straight like that. Shout out to, um, my man Z over at, um, M O R apparel us. Um, they're the ones responsible for all the jerseys you see on the players. Um, they're doing a beautiful, I'm sorry. They're doing a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful job over there. Um, with that tournament. I mean, uh, hopefully I think, uh, they got 20, when it first started, it was like six to eight teams. Now they're at like 20 plus teams. So hopefully it gets bigger. Hopefully they don't take no more than 28 to 30 teams because then it gets crazy. But like this is just VOH Unlimited. I'm super, super proud of that brother for having such a successful summer league. Um, shout out to my brother again, uh, Bravo. He was the one behind, excuse me. He was the one who put together the schedule for this year's VOH Unlimited League. Um, and... He did an amazing job the way the schedule is working out. You got a lot of good games early, um, a lot of competitive basketball early. Um, and I'm, I, I, I still have yet to go to the actual location and watch the games, but I'm usually on the live, um, either under DSP the Great or under um, the Blast Podcast uh, profile because I like to see... I, me personally, I have a personal affinity with the sport of basketball, so that's why I continue to watch it. Um, no matter all year round, I can watch basketball all year round, no matter who it is. It doesn't have to be a particular NBA player. It doesn't even have to be a superstar. I just like watching good competitive basketball. So there are particular teams that I have my eye on in that league, and when I see them go against each other, I have to watch. Like for example, um, when New York is a nationality, when when against the Bullies. I watched that game when um, Palisades Elite went against the defending champs, the bridge. Um, I watched that game. 
Um, I, I have to watch the um, Rockland's finest team. Uh, I, I, I didn't know that the general who was on the bridge when the bridge won the championship is now on Rockland's finest. So I have to see what that team is about. Um, I think they, I think they're one of the remaining undefeated teams. There's not too many undefeated teams left, but I think they're, they're still undefeated. I'm not sure. Um, like they have, they have MVPs. They give out trophies. As I said, they got beautiful jerseys. The presentation is amazing. And I think they're trying to get their, they try to stream their games on Twitch. I just don't know the situation on that as of yet. Um, I wish them luck on everything that they're doing. I hope eventually what happens is um, they start attracting scouts, whether it's scouts from overseas or scouts from the league here, whether it be G League scouts or even NBA scouts, you know what I mean? Because they have a lot of talent, a lot of athletic brothers that are playing. Um, what I would like to see is uh, him start a league for the ladies. Um, I think that would be great. I mean, it would probably it probably won't be too many participants, but then again, I could be wrong. There's probably plenty of female women basketball players out here. Um, I think that would be dope. I think that would be uh, something that he should try out next. Um, uh, he also has uh, the VOH 35, which is basically people that play basketball that's 35 and up, you know, which is also an amazing idea, which is similar to like the big three, but this is five on five for people that are um, older, you know, 35 and up. Um, that was also a, a success. I'm not sure how many teams was there. I'm going to say about six or eight. It was its first, it was its inaugural, se inaugural season last year, last fall. I, I'm not sure. I, like I said, I'm freestyling. It might have been last fall or last winter. I'm sure I'll be corrected. Um, so once again, that was super competitive. That was won by uh, Keep It Clean. I've seen a lot of dudes that played for Spring Valley and Ramapo on that team. Um, it was good to see those brothers again because I remember seeing... I remember when I played, I played against some of those guys. And it was cool to see them still doing their thing, playing basketball and all that. So that, that, was, that was pretty dope. So once again, man, those, those are the three leagues I say to check out. Um, again, it's uh, the big three. Shout out to Ice Cube. Uh, TBT. The $2 million uh, basketball tournament. It's called the Basketball Tournament. TBT is the acronym. Shout out to my guy, Hakeem Williams. And uh, VOH Basketball, man. Check them out. Shout out to my guy, Brett Bonson, a.k.a. Wanda. Um, you can follow him at Wanda845. That's W-U-N-D-A-845. Um, or you can follow or follow him also on a VOH Basketball so you can get the the insight on the inside stuff on the uh, on the uh, on the league man I mean it's it's super 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 competitive and I love that um, like I said I think they have games uh, every Monday Tuesday and Wednesday and I watch it on the live all the time the shit is great I love it um, what else is going on uh, anything else in the sports realm that I want to talk about with you guys uh, I don't think so um no, not really. But uh, I do want to talk about some music right now. Uh, right now, first let's get into um, Little Nas X. Another remix to the remix of Old Town Road. They are going to ride this song 
till the freaking wheels fall off. Um, they done added Young Thug and Mason Ramsey. Mason Ramsey? I don't know if you guys know who Mason Ramsey is or you might have forgotten who he was. He's the young guy that was yodeling in one of those retail stores and got over. He became viral because people seen the video of him yodeling in the uh, retail store. So he, he, I guess he got a deal or something. I don't know. But it, this day and age, it doesn't matter if you have a deal or not, as you've probably heard us say in previous episodes. But Mason Ramsey's verse, man, I was impressed. Like, I, was, I, I don't care what y'all think about me, yo. I was extremely impressed by his verse. Um, he killed it. I'm kind of glad he didn't yodel. Pardon, I was taking a taking a hit. I'm kind of glad he didn't yodel because I was like, good, that that's not country music, and I don't really care if it's country music or not. But um, I'm glad he didn't yodel. But he he murdered that verse. Why why? And he went last. And a lot of you hip hop heads know what it means when you go last. You have to get on there and kill. That's you absolutely have to get on there and kill. You can't go on there. You can't go on there and be the last um, person or the last artist on a record and sound like shit because you're going to be the last person that they hear. So you have to make sure you close out that song like no other. And he did it. I think he killed it better than Young Thug. I think he killed it better than Billy Ray. So, I mean, shout out to Mason Ramsey, man. (laughs) Now he's now he's still got another 15 minutes because of this song. Shout out to Little Nas X, man. I mean, I'm going to tell the truth. I still haven't streamed the song. I don't know if I'm going to stream the song, but like I hear it everywhere else. So I don't need to stream it. Yo, let me tell you a funny story about this Little Nas X song. Shout out to my brother again. I'll probably be shouting him out throughout this uh, whole show. Uh, as I said, he is the sponsor of this bonus episode with the Last Life Gaming Network, which is coming fall 2019 you guys are going to really enjoy that by the way um i'm also on there on some of the content me and my bro did shoot some some joints together it was it was fun it's i think you guys are really going to enjoy it especially the gamers but um the story i'm going to tell you all about is uh old town road super popular this is when probably it was i think it broke drake's record already you know what i mean i still haven't i still hadn't really listened to the song yet um, I just heard people singing it. I was staying at my brother's. I think this was May. I'm going to say it was May because I didn't go anywhere in June. It was May. And I was one morning I was sleeping, you know what I mean? And my brother had the bright idea to walk down with his uh, speaker blasting Old Town Road to wake me and my boy up. That was sleeping downstairs in his in his uh, house, and let me tell you, I try I tried to like act like it, I wasn't good, I wasn't gonna wake up, but let me tell you something. That song is so catchy. It's so catchy. You have no choice but to get up and sing along with it. I don't understand what it is. I don't know if it's the beat or what he's saying or how he's saying it but the shit is super catchy i mean i woke up like and then i started smiling like i was like i'm not even mad i was i was like can't nobody tell me nothing like i was i was like okay 
And throughout the whole day, I was singing the song. It was in my head throughout the entire day. Like, that, it, it's, it's so bugged out how catchy that song is. The song is super catchy. So shout out to Little Nas X, Young Thug, Mason Ramsey, and Billy Ray Cyrus on the Old Town Road remix of the remix. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that real quick. I thought, I thought that was super funny to see that song get remixed again and throw Mason Ramsey and Young Thug on there. Like when I saw the, the, the remix of the remix and I saw Young Thug, I was like, what the fuck? Young Thug? What is he going to talk about on there? And he did okay. I can't even front. He tried to keep it real generic with the uh, country music talk. But he, he ain't killer like Mason, my dude Mason Ramsey. Mason Ramsey just came on there and murdered it. I was like, yo, that's nuts. So um, that, that's, that's the Old Town Road remix. If you want to check it out, it's on Spotify. Uh, I think it's on all streaming platforms. Help, help that brother get, uh, get, another, um, get another, what, 20 weeks? Another 20 to 40 weeks on the uh, charts. Uh, shout out to uh, Little Nas X. Um, on another note, uh, ASAP Rocky. All right, ASAP Rocky. What, how, where do I want to start with this? ASAP Rocky. Okay, let's get it in. Um, he's being held in a Swedish jail for a suspected, for a suspected assault. Uh, videos had surfaced that showed the alleged assault and what transpired prior to it. Um, uh, TMZ had put out a video of showing basically ASAP Rocky putting hands on somebody over in Sweden. Sweden, right? I think it is Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. Um, of course, TMZ showed it very one-sided. They just showed the violent attack and ASAP Rocky putting hands and feet on some dude. When you initially see it, you'd be like, damn, why is he doing that? Da-da-da-da-da. He was probably just being a fan and um, trying to get an autograph or just wouldn't leave them alone. Well, part of that, part of that is true. The fan, if he was a fan, because when you watch the video, it seemed like he was really trying to get at Rocky and Rocky's security was like, yo, back up, leave us alone, stop following. Swedish guy refused. For what reasons? I don't know. He kept saying something about his phone. Something happened about his phone. So I'm like, okay. I understand something with your phone. Cool. Why are you still following them, though? You know, are, do you plan on assaulting these guys or whatever or what have you? Or are you just being belligerent? You know what I mean? So I didn't fully understand what was going on because things are different in Sweden. Their state of mind is totally different. I'm just assuming, I'm also speculating, assuming whatever you want to say, that he was just being belligerent. And it worked because he got feet and hands put on him and maybe that's what he wanted i don't know i don't know the culture in sweden like that so maybe he saw hey this guy famous rapper hmm if he doesn't kiss my ass because i buy his stuff i'm gonna fucking fuck with him because if he puts his hands on me i could either sue him or get him arrested you know what i mean because he's not from around here so what happens is he gets put hands and feet put on him and i guess the guy Contacts authorities. ASAP Rocky gets uh, arrested. Um, there's reports saying that he's suffering um, inhumane conditions. <clears throat> uh, Schoolboy Q, Tyler the Creator, and T.I. has stated a boycott on the nation. You know what I mean? I fully understand that. You probably hear in my voice um, that 
I don't sound like I care too much. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you, family. I don't. Um, ASAP Rocky has said very questionable things about the collective struggle. And when I say the collective, I'm talking about the collective that I'm part of, and that's um, the black collective. Uh, he said some very, very... What's the word I want to look for? Inflammatory things about the collective, and particularly the women. And this is why I don't really fuck with ASAP Rocky, nor do I really care what's going on with him. And this is me. I don't want... Y'all thinking that, oh, he's saying this to get you got get to get y'all to get on my side. No, I don't care if you disagree with me. This is how I feel. Um Uh what's what should I start with first? Let's talk about the whole uh Black Lives Matter Ferguson thing. Um I don't really understand what he was trying to say, nor do I care what he was trying to say. I'm gonna speak on what he said. Um, some of the things he said, and I'm freestyling. I did not write this down. Um, I know he said, um, oh, is it because I'm black that I have to say something about Ferguson? Um, everybody likes to jump on a bandwagon when it comes to black people. This is I'm freestyling. Um, what else did he say? Oh, I don't live in Ferguson, so that has nothing to do with me. I live in Beverly Hills in Soho. You know what I mean? Very bougie. Very um, perpetuating the behavior of uh, the upper crust. Um, Like basically saying, I don't care. I'm not in that situation. You know what I mean? So basically, it was basically shitting on the brothers like Darren Seals and those other brothers out there putting their lives on the line to make this socio-political issue a worldwide issue because they were just frustrated with the police terrorism. And ASAP Rocky basically said, I don't care, that has nothing to do with me. That's, that's, that, that's what I got from it. I don't know what you got from that. There's always somebody saying, oh, that's not what he meant. Da, 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 da. That's just you being a fan trying to protect your fandom. I don't care. I'm not here for that. Um, he said... Basically, that has nothing to do with me. Um, Just because I'm black doesn't mean I have to care about another black person's struggle. This is what I heard, okay, from what he said. He may have not said it like that verbatim, but that's how I interpreted it. So, now, what else? Oh, let me not forget the time he tried to play himself um, towards my dark-skinned sisters. He had said a statement about Oh, how dark-skinned women shouldn't wear red lipstick. It's made for the lighter-complected women. Oh, and when I heard that, (laughs) y'all already know how I I give it up when it comes to colorism. I don't play that stupid shit. And when I heard that coming from a dude who... who, who's dark-skinned himself. You know what I'm saying? It kind of puzzled me. It's like... What? What made you say that? And who did you say that in front of? Did you say this in front of a white woman? Did you say this in front of a fair-skinned woman? Because you did not say that in front of a a sister of dark complexion, because she would have checked you. She would have checked you. Um, So when I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm not not fucking with ASAP Rocky. I'm not fucking with his music. 
I'm not fucking with him as a human being. I'm not fucking with him because we're not on the same wavelength. We're not on the same page. We're not even in the same. We're not even looking at the same fucking book. All right. Because I'm on a totally different wavelength when it comes to my collective and the women within the collective. Do not disrespect the women in my collective. All right. You know what I mean? Because I take it as you're disrespecting my mother. You're disrespecting my grandmothers. You're disrespecting my sisters. You're disrespecting my nieces. You're disrespecting my aunts. You're disrespecting all the women in my family. You know what I'm saying? You also disrespecting the dark skinned women that are not in my family that I care for. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't play that. So once I heard that, I was like, all right, fuck ASAP Rocky. You know what I mean? Now this situation is coming up. And I'm seeing all these celebrities. The situation I'm speaking on is ASAP Rocky's situation in Sweden right now with him in jail. Um, and I'm seeing all these celebrities. Oh, free Rocky. ASAP Rocky needs to be let go. He needs to come back home. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't know if y'all know that meme with Will Smith where he looks at the, the camera and then he just looks away with no emotion. That that was me right there. I was like. I don't care about ASAP Rocky. Right now, he's probably getting his nigga wake-up call. As much as I don't like using the word nigga, that's what he's fucking getting right now. He's getting his nigga wake-up call. Like, holy shit. Damn. Maybe I should give a damn. Maybe this isn't just an issue for, for the people that aren't, aren't um, prosperous in life. You know, or aren't um, accruing cash like I do. Even now, now he's realizing that it doesn't matter how much money you make, where you live, you you still going to be treated like, like a Negro, like an animal, wherever you go. All right. You in Sweden, you thought you had it. Oh, well, I live in Soho and Beverly Hills. They ain't going to do nothing to me. Yeah, shit got real. Shit got really real for ASAP Rocky real quick. And um, he's, he's, he's sitting in, in, in uh, I don't know if it's prison or jail. I, I don't know. Um, they said it was a jail in Sweden. You know what I mean? It's just for an assault. He didn't kill the guy. He didn't stab the guy from what I, what I seen. So I think it's just basically a celebrity being a baby. You know what I mean? You put hands and feet on somebody. You assaulted somebody. It doesn't matter what your justification may be. You don't know the rules and regulations of that country. They may hold you there just for putting hands and feet on another citizen. Okay? So... That's why I don't really care about what happened to ASAP Rocky over there because of statements that he made before. I'm not saying that he's not capable of growth, but as of right now, I don't give two shits about his, his, uh, in the inhumane conditions that he's suffering from. Learn from this. Grow from this. And, and hopefully you make an apology about your, your um, insensitive uh, comments about the Ferguson struggle at the time I don't like using Black Lives Matter because that whole thing became something else but that's another discussion to have on another episode but the Ferguson struggle um, he, he said some inflammatory statements I was not fucking with that and I, I found that very enlightening so to see this happening to him over in Sweden and I see him going through what he's going through I'm like oh okay wake up now I hope you apologize about your inflammatory statements towards Ferguson and the Dawskin sisters, because you was a piece of shit for that. All right?
<laughs> but that's um that's ASAP Rocky. Um, oh, you know, guys, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, because this is a perfect segue, actually, from uh, sisters to another sister that just been casted um, as. Uh, I think her name's Ariel in Little Mermaid. Yes, Ariel. That's the uh, character's name. Uh, the young lady that um, that's been casted as uh, Holly Bailey. That's her name, I'm sorry. She was casted as Ariel for Little Mermaid. Her name is Holly Bailey. She's a group. She's in a group with her sister called Chloe and Holly. Uh, she's 19 years old. She's signed to uh, Beyonce's management company, uh, Parkwood Entertainment. I think that took place in 2015. In 2016, they dropped the Sugar Symphony EP. Uh, in 2017, they dropped the Two of Us mixtape. 2018... Uh, they dropped uh, their album. I think it's their debut album called The Kids Are Alright. Grammy nominated for Best Urban Contemporary Album and Best New Artist. Uh, they opened for Jay-Z and Beyonce on the run tour on the U.S. leg. Uh, there was a, uh, a Twitter hashtag <clears throat> basically created to put her down or I guess not put her down as they would say, but they would, they created a hashtag called not my Ariel because I guess she's black. Uh, they were really upset. I mean, this is not the first time uh, we had the uh, nerd culture show its bigotry. Um, we've seen this outrage before. We've seen it with MJ when Zendaya was casted as MJ, although it's not the same MJ from the comic books. But she was casted as MJ and the nerd culture went the bigoted side of the nerd culture went in a tizzy. That's not my MJ. She's not MJ. And once they realized that it was just an initial and it's not really the MJ that they're thinking of, a lot of that died down. Um, we also got that from Michael B. Jordan when he was casted as the Human Torch. A lot of people were were upset with that, um, just like they're saying now for um, Holly Bailey. Holly Bailey being casted as Ariel, they're saying it's ruining their childhood, which obviously shows me that you're older and you're talking like this. So it, it gives me something to gauge your your your. Um, gauge your age i guess <laughs> i didn't even mean to rhyme there but yeah it gives me that those comments saying especially the comments saying some claim i'm sorry the comments saying that it's ruining their childhood when i hear that i'm like wait a minute how old are you got to be like my age talking like this because i was young when um the little mermaid came out i was probably early teens mid-teens I, I don't remember um i remember when it released though so just to see that it, it was it it was crazy, um, and the thing is, the people within the culture are trying to deny the fact that it has nothing to do with race. Um, people feel that it's some sort of discrimination towards redheads due to her, her casting, um, which is weird to me because I'm like. How does that equate to 
the discrimination that black folks has been going through in Hollywood for decades. And you're really just going to take this one. I mean, at the end of the day, Hallie could put on a redhead wig. And what are you going to say then? Oh, she's not really a redhead. It's because at the end of the day, it's always going to turn into a race conversation, although they try to make it seem like it has nothing to do with race because they, 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 they're nerds. They understand how ignorant it is, but they, they, can't, they can't bring themselves to admit that, yeah, it is a race issue. I wanted her to be a white girl with red hair and not a black girl with red hair. Um, they would even bring up, oh, it, you should have just created an original character. You shouldn't have not remade The Little Mermaid. You should have just made a black mermaid and called it something else. And I'm like, why? Um, and even, even if they did do that, what would you guys say? You would probably say, oh, this is just a copycat of Little Mermaid. Why don't you just make, remake Little Mermaid? I mean, who else caught some flack for being an original, well, not an original character, but a character that stuck to their um, original look and still got flack? Shuri. Shuri from Black Panther. When they were saying that she was the smartest in the MCU, people were like, there's no way she could be smarter than uh, Iron Man and, and the Incredible Hulk, Tony Stark and uh, David Banner. And I'm sitting there like, why not? She's in a technologically advanced country and she's the head of research and development. There's things that she knows that David Banner and um, David Banner, Bruce Banner and um, I was listening to Big Crit. That's why I was, uh, I said David Banner. Bruce Banner and uh, Tony Stark, excuse me, Tony Stark was um, the smartest, but she 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 may know things that Tony Stark and Bruce Banner don't know. Sorry, I I, I went into a, a I fell into a blank state right there. Forgive me. So either way, you can never you can never you can never win. And some of the memes that I saw that were created to I guess justify this hashtag were very very bigoted, very bigoted. I I, I don't know if you guys ever seen Little Mermaid. There's a scene where. She combs her hair with a fork. And someone created a meme that said, oh, I guess she won't be able to comb her hair with a fork now. You know what that's about. You, you're part, if you're a part of the culture, you know what that's about. You know what they're trying to say. Um, what was another one I saw? Oh, how can you cast someone that doesn't know how to swim as a mermaid? Like a lot of, a lot of the old racist tropes a lot of the old racist inflammatory statements towards black folks started coming out when I saw these memes. And I was like, yo, this is nuts. This is over a fish. Y'all, y'all are debating um, <clears throat> the race of a fish. I need you to, to like sit back and understand that. A fictional fish. It's not like the fish is in front of y'all and y'all like, nah, it should be a white fish. Nah, it should be a black fish. It's a fictional fish, y'all. Fictional character. Shit, Ariel the fucking fish could have been fucking green for all I fucking care. She could have been fucking She-Hulk. 
I don't give a shit. How are y'all debating over fictional characters? What is wrong with y'all? Y'all should be debating on what the hell y'all gonna do when Trump gets in office for another <laughs> four years because he's gonna get it. Oh, we're gonna talk about that on episode four too. He's gonna get it. Believe that. Believe that. But that's what y'all should be debating. Not not the race of a fictional fish. That's that's insane to me. But then again, I, people hear some of my views and, and things and they say I'm radical. So maybe maybe I'm the one that's crazy. Maybe I'm the one that needs to be in a padded room with, with those uh with that special shirt with all the belts on it. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. You know, maybe I need uh Maybe I need to get uh, enrolled into a, a, a psych ward or something, man. It, it's just weird to me. It's just crazy how you can sit there and debate over whether or not the fish, this fictional fish, <laughs> this fictional fish should be black or white. It's just bugged out to me that people will sit there and talk about shit like that and, and debate things like that. So it's just weird. Um... I just wanted to talk about that topic <clears throat> real quick because it kind of made sense from where I came from with the ASAP Rocky thing. And uh, I gave you a little background on Holly Bailey. Check out, check out the group, Chloe and Holly. Like I said, it's being managed by uh, Beyonce's management group, uh, Parkwood Entertainment. That's since uh, 2015. So they've been with her for four years. And hey, man, their first album, their debut album, it was Grammy nominated. So that's what's up. Um... What's another topic that I wanted to talk about? Oh, Virgil. Mr. Off-White himself is being sued by a uh, New York-based marketing and advertisement company called uh, Off-White. Off-White, see? But this time, Off-White claims they've been using uh, the name since the 90s, but obtained trademarks in 2014. Remember that. Remember what I said. He, they obtained trademarks in 2014. So now, Virgil, Virgil, I think his last name is Ablo, um, launched in 2012. You know, and I'm sure he trademarked Off White in 2012. But the way he has Off White, it's O F F dash W H I T E. The other marketing advertisement company has it O-F-F-W-H-I-T-E. So it's two different trademarks. That, that's the game, family. That's the trademark game. If you want to trademark something, make sure. And for example, if, if you're trying to trademark something and say somebody already has that, you can variate the lettering, change whatever you want to change in it and you'll get that trademark, whether it's all caps or all lowercase, or you throw a dash in, a hyphen in between the words, or you throw it in quotes or whatever. You use a, a symbol instead of a letter. You can get the trademark. So that's how Virgil obtained his trademark in 2012. And they've been sending him cease and desist letters, but he's been ignoring them. Why? Because what you're telling me to just stop using is something that I'm not using. Mine is off hyphen white. Yours is off white. I, yours is off no hyphen white. Yours is just straight off white like one word. 
So why would he need, if you know the trademark game and you know the trademark laws, why would he even be worried about these uh, cease and desist letters? He has no reason to worry about the cease and desist letters because it's like, I'm not using uh, your name. I'm using my name. So I don't have to listen to you. So I thought that was important for um, for the listeners to hear about because uh, it, it's, it, it involves a trademark game. It involves something that a lot of creators need to know about. Um, I'm always talking about making sure that the creators own everything they have, own your IP, IP being intellectual property. Make sure you protect your your IP with trademarks, copyrights, and and, and um and, and patents. So I, I felt that that was a good story to talk about. <clears throat> One story I should have segued into from the Holly Bailey story was Beyonce curating the uh Lion King the gift album soundtrack, whatever you want to call it. Um that's dope. She has some Afrobeats artists on there. I wish I had the the list in front of me. I don't. I know Wizkid is on there, so that's always dope to see him on there. Um St. John. Shout out to St. John. He I think he wrote a song uh on there for uh B. So that that's a huge 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 uh move for him. Shout out to him. Um I think Beyoncé has a single out. I forgot what it's called. Shoot, the beehive is going to kill me. <laughs> I think it's called Spirit or something like that. I Forgive me if I'm wrong. Like I said, I'm freestyling off the top of my head right now. Um, what else is a good... Oh, I can segue right into her husband. Uh, he's also on the album, man. He just made amends with Jazz O, um, his original mentor. Someone that <clears throat> I never thought they would have squashed, but... To see the space that Jay-Z is in now, um, I kind of I understand. Um, he made amends with Jazzo. Um, he, gave, he gave him a distribution deal for um, his label, which is uh, not just his label, whatever project he wants to put out from the media group. It's called Kings County uh, Media Group, and Rock Nation will be distributing the uh, project. So that's, that's dope. I, I think that's amazing. So shout out to Jay-Z and uh, shout out to the OG Jazzo. That that was that was uh that was super 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 dope, um, to see that happen, especially in hip hop, because you've seen him squash the beef with Nas, you've seen him squash the beef with Cam, you now you've seen him squash the beef with Jazzo. You know it's 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 dope, it's 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 a good look for hip hop. It looks it's also a great look for Jay Z. I mean he's he's like the ambassador for us right now. You know what I mean? So. That's that's something I, I really, really appreciate to see from Jay-Z and Jazzo. Jazzo also being the man that he is saying, yo, it's it's old. Let's squash it. Let's move on. Let's get this money. And that's what they're going to do, man. I wish them nothing but success. Make sure you check out Kings County Media Group by the OG Jazzo, which will be distributed by uh, Jay-Z's company, Rock Nation, man. Um, another story I wanted to talk about, something that took place in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, a uh, 69-year-old lady by the name of uh, Sandra Adams. Uh, she was reported missing after her family members went to check on her at her apartment. Um, she was last seen two days before they went to her apartment and is known for walking around the complex, you know, just chilling and always going back home. Um, but after, like, after they reported her missing, 
and they she because she I guess she didn't come back home after she walked around. Something must have happened, or you know, you think the worst. It's your grandmother and and, she, and it's your mother, it's your grandmother, and you're like, oh my goodness, where is she? Sixty nine years old, Charlotte, North Carolina. You know what I mean? You don't you don't know what's going on, especially in this climate. Um, uh, after days of searching. They couldn't find her, so the wor- the wor- you know the worst thoughts start coming in. Um, her grandson, <clears throat> Nate. I don't know if it's Castle or Cassell. Uh, first name is Nate, and his friend uh, Sean Willis decided to try one last time. So Nate and three of his friends, uh, that's including Sean Willis, um, they searched the woods in the back of the the I guess his grandmother's complex. Uh, they fought through, you know, it's hot as, ha- hot as hell in North Carolina right now. They fought through the heat and, you know, the woods, mad brush, mad shrubbery. And they were along, they were walking along the creek and they searched for about a quarter mile and they found her near the park lying face down um, in the creek bed. So it, it's, uh, it's kind of cr- creepy to see your grandmother laying down on the creek bed, but she was okay. She had fell and she had couldn't, she couldn't have gotten up. So that was, that was kind of scary to see that or read that because imagine what he was going through when he saw his grandmother face down and they couldn't find, they couldn't find, um, they couldn't find her before. So now they're like, oh my God, she's in the back of the creek and now she's laying here face down. Is she dead? Is she okay? You know? That's just that I'm thinking that's the thoughts that would have went through his mind. I didn't get Nick uh, Cassell Castle's age. Um, I just know um, if I'm searching for my grandmother and I see her laying face down, I'm thinking the worst. You know, that's like, oh, my God, I think she's dead. Da, 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 da. But all it was is she had fell and she couldn't get up. So they found her. They brought her home. Um, everything was OK. She's good. She didn't really injure herself. She had just tripped and. You know, at 69, you're not moving the same, man. And I guess she couldn't get up. And I guess she just stayed there waiting for somebody to see if somebody would walk through and help her. And, you know, she must have slept there and all that there, man. I feel so bad for her, but I'm glad to hear that she's A-OK. And I wanted to cover that story because, you know, it's a life story. And sometimes I I like hitting people with some of the real life stuff. You know what I mean? You can't always be part of the sensationalism and news and the fear-mongering that news likes to put out there, you know, not just the news, the media, period, so I just wanted to put out some life shit, because that, that kind of took you on a little roller coaster, because you were like, oh man, it sounds like some bad news, and then you find out in the end, it's all good, you know what I mean, so uh, hopefully Sandra Adams is all good in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and she, she, she uh, recovers from this. Uh... Let's see what else is there. Uh, hmm. Ooh, I got something. Okay, I wanted to talk about um, Senator Mitch McConnell. Uh, I don't know if you remember when they addressed reparations in the uh, political realm. Uh, He was the guy that said, I'm not saying I'm not speaking verbatim. I'm going off the top of the head right now. Um, he was the one that was like, I'm paraphrasing. He pretty much said that Obama was some sort of reparations. Um, he also said that reparations shouldn't be due because of what took place over 150 years ago, 
is a, the, isn't the responsibility of those who live today. That's probably one of my favorite um, bullshit excuses they like to throw out there because they like saying that as if that's some justification as to why they shouldn't pay up. Um, that's bullshit because off the back of African and indigenous Americans, many of you that are in power now received your privilege and a lot of the prosperity that you're, you're, you, you, you've gained off their backs. That, that's what makes me laugh about that statement. It was, yeah, granted, you're not the ones that, you know, put the whip to the African and indigenous Americans backs, but you've benefited from it, you know? You, your family was prosperous from it. Your family maintained that prosperity. And it became, this is how you gained your genera- generation, generational wealth. It was off the backs of indigenous Americans and Africans. You know? So for you to make a statement like that is extremely insensitive. Especially to someone like me who, who's a, a student of history. I'm not going to say I'm a master because I'm always learning something every day. I'm reading different books all the time. I'm learning how warped our understanding of history is as a collective. So when I hear someone like him say, oh, we're not responsible for what happened over 150 years ago because we weren't living at that time. You're right. Correct. But you've benefited from what happened over 150 years ago because this is how your family gained their uh, privileges. This is how your family has earned the benefits that they've earned over the years and they continue to earn because of what happened in the past. This is how generational work, generational wealth works. This is how generational wealth works. Yes, I'm going to repeat it because I want y'all to understand what I'm saying. This is how it works. You start off somewhere in the past, and from the past, it continues to grow. That's wealth. The wealth continues to grow through generations. Well, Mitch McConnell, (laughs) great, excuse me, great, great grandfathers, both sides of his family, owned 14 slaves. crazy right it is crazy how this man could have opened his fucking face and say the things he said about why reparations isn't due you know what I mean this is why this conversation of reparations is a tough conversation to have I'm not saying it's not due. It's absolutely due. But you have to understand, criminals usurped this nation. So what makes you think they're suddenly going to be graceful and give it back because it's a different generation? No. The mentality is going to stay the same. They're not going to be out and out about it over... Racism is no longer overt. It's covert now. It's undercover. They won't even tell you that they're racist. The only way you'll find out if they're racist is through through text messages or or um, or, or tweets 
not even tweets because they're very protective of that text messages or, or recorded phone calls that's the only way you'll find out if a racist is truly racist today because they will not admit it there are some that'll tell you yeah i'm racist i don't care but that's usually the trash you don't really care about them they have no power to affect the collective i'm talking about those who have the power to affect the collective they will not i repeat they will not tell you that they're racist because then you have a justification to get their asses up out of there and they're not going to tell you that. And these same criminals are not going to turn around and be like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's, just, let's just shell out billions of dollars to the black collective. Because it's going to be billions that they're going to have to shell out. You know, it's, it's that simple. This is why they even put Mr. Obama in front of cameras before he got out of office and said, um, yeah, reparations are due, but politically it's infeasible. It's not just politically infeasible, it's also financially infeasible to them. The money's there, but to them, they're not going to give out that money. It just is what it is, you know what I mean? But then again, I don't want to get too deep in the reparations conversation. I just went off in a tangent there because this, this is my bag. So I'm going to save this conversation because we might get into it on Saturday, because like I said, man, me and Precise, <laughs> we are going to kill it episode four, and I really want y'all to listen to that, because it's going to be a very informative and conscious episode. I mean, we're going to talk about the NBA stuff, but we're probably not going to get into hip hop like that, you know what I mean? We're probably not going to get into the music realm like that, because I want to talk about police terrorism. That's a conversation I do want to have. So... And I'm going to talk about politics with Precise as well. So that's why I wanted to keep the reparations conversation for, for when we go there, for episode four, when we go there. Um, but I did want to bring up Senator Mitch McConnell's comments about how reparations aren't due because um, basically he isn't responsible or any of the, the uh, European descendant Americans are responsible, that live today are responsible uh, for what took place over 150 years ago. But to find out that his family and the creation of their generational wealth was off the backs of slaves was interesting. But yeah, that's why I wanted to bring that up. Um, I, thought, I thought that was a good, a good one, but that's a great segue to start talking to you about listening to episode four, which will be dropping on July 21st, Sunday evening. Um, I, I say it like that because I don't know when you're going to listen to this. You might even listen to this um, on July 21st that evening. This is not episode four. This is why I call this um, bonus episode. Who this? You know, um, I wanted you to know that this was a bonus episode that I wanted to put out there because I wanted to touch on some topics that I felt we would probably have glossed over if I would have tried to fit it in episode four. Um, I also wanted to tell you guys that we will also be increasing our episode frequency. We're going to try and give y'all like two, three episodes, maybe even four episodes a month. It depends on the schedule. Um, if if it, it's not me and precise, it's definitely going to be me like I'm doing right now, but it's going to count towards the episode count. So please Follow me, DSP the Great. That is DSP 
P-T-H-E-G-R-A on Instagram. I'm also under that on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I dibble and dabble on Twitter. I don't, I don't frequent it as much as I should. But if I start getting, getting followers, I'll be on there every now and then promoting. Um, the Blast Podcast IG page, man. Uh, it's been getting followers. It's been accruing followers. And I'm loving the feedback we get on there. I'm loving the likes that we get on there. Um, please tell your friends about us, man. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Even that, even better. Um, we're just trying to get this platform out there. Trying to get it bigger than where it is now. We just got started. We're only three episodes in. Plus this bonus episode and episode four that will be dropping very, very soon. Um, <clears throat> and check out the other episodes in the archives, man. Uh, we, we got an episode dedicated to Nipsey Hussle. We did an uh, episode with uh, Stan Michael, which was great. Uh, local artist, uh, Rockland County artist that um, does R&B. And he's uh, super, super talented. Uh, got a new single out called Moonwalking. Uh, check that out. Uh, like I said, follow follow the Blast podcast on IG. Uh, that's T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The Blast podcast. Uh we're trying to accrue followers there. Like I was saying, we got it. We're, we're, we're accruing followers. We're getting likes. People love the content that we're posting on there. Um, it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, we, we, we truly, truly, truly appreciate you. When I say we, we're talking about everyone involved with the uh, Blast podcast. That's, that's my man, Precise. And that's my bro, uh, Bravo, who helps me with the um, uploading process and the editing process of the episode, so he's very he's very integral in that, and um, also uh, Precise's cousin Hollywood. He's also helps out with the research when we're doing our show as well. Um, back to uh, the freaking the bonus episode. Who this? I just wanted to uh, touch on one more topic. I've been talking to y'all for over an hour. <laughs> um, I really truly appreciate y'all listening to this man, listening to this episode. Like I said. Uh, we're, we're truly humbled with all the feedback and all the support that we've been getting. Um, keep it going. You know, uh, it motivates us to, to keep going and, and, uh, bring you the content. Oh, before I get into the last topic, please check out my, uh, new series, DSP's seal of approval series. Uh, we're about eight episodes deep. Yeah, I'll be going in. Um, right now I just reviewed, uh, recent music that just been coming out, but I'm going to do one on a documentary. Um, actually two documentaries I'm going to do one on, um, Nas is about to drop an album. I'm, I'm most likely going to do that one on, on Nas's album. I'm not sure yet. I have to listen to it first. Um, I definitely have to do one for the Dreamville project, which was great. I love that album. Um, and, uh, like I said, I got to listen to Nas. Chance has an album coming out and so does Rick Ross. So, the episodes are gonna gonna be flowing. They're probably gonna come in quicker than the podcast episode. So definitely check it out. It's on my IGTV. You could also uh, Google it on uh, you know Google um, DSP Seal of Approval series, and you'll see them pop up. Um, they're on YouTube. Check them out on YouTube as well. I'm trying to get my YouTube views up. Trying to get the content on there uh, popping as well. Uh, like I said, dec- definitely check it out. DSP's Seal of Approval series. Thank you. Truly appreciate that. Um, let's get into the last topic, family. Uh, we're going to talk about the sicko. Mm-hmm. The sicko. 
pedophile, child, uh, sex trafficker, bitch ass, Jeffrey Epstein. Yep, I'm going to go in. Uh, American financier, 66 years old, born in Brooklyn, New York. Began his uh, his career as an uh, investment banker. and No, he began his career at an investment bank, I'm sorry, uh, called Bear Steams. Before forming his own um, firm, J. Epstein and Company, uh, I think that was, uh, I don't even remember what, I don't even know what year that was, whatever. Uh, he was convicted in 2008 of soliciting, 2008, 11 years ago, of underage girl for uh, prostitution. He spent 13 months in custody with work release, allowed to spend 16 hours a day outside of prison. What the fuck is that? Who gets that kind of privilege, huh? July 6th, he was arrested again. This July 6th, uh, to July 6, 2019, he was arrested again on federal charges for sex trafficking of minors in Florida and New York. Uh, he was arrested at Teterboro Airport in Jersey. Uh, I think about they said about a dozen FBI agents uh, broke down the door to um, his mansion. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry, his townhouse with search warrants. Two days later, uh, the prosecutors charged him with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex. Uh, court documents allege that at least 40 underage girls were brought into Epstein's mansion for sexual encounters. That's just nasty. Um, that just uh, grossed me out. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to uh, you lose you right there, but that, that just kind of grossed me out. Uh, the judge is deciding whether the non-prosecution agreement that protected Epstein from serious charges should still... Uh, should still stand. I'm I'm assuming that goes back. That's the 2008 case where he got uh, 16 hours a day outside of prison. That is fucking bullshit. That means he only came to prison to sleep. That is fucking bullshit for fucking child trafficking. That's that's bullshit. Um, he owned a private jet, Boeing 727, uh, and traveled in it frequently, logging at least 600 flying hours a year, usually with guests on uh with guests on board i'm sorry media had nicknamed the plane lolita express <laughs> fucking media due to his uh, conviction and accusations um this is completely disgusting i find this gross i find this repulsive um i'm not shocked why why you say i'm not shocked it's because <sighs> This has been going on for a very long time. They only caught him in 2008. How long do you think he's been doing this? He's probably been doing this um, since he began his own firm, the J. Epstein and Company. He's been dealing with people with money for a very long time. Some of these people with money are very sick people mentally. You know? Uh, and some of the people that I know... For example, number 45, uh, Donald Trump, said he was a great guy. <laughs> Says that about everybody. Um, I'm, just, I'm just completely disgusted because, as y'all know, I have a, a niece. You know, she's going to turn three next month. So to hear stories like this about uh, pedophiles and child trafficking and it, it 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 like makes me uh it makes me really 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 upset it disgusts me like 
if I was to run into this dude, I would cause him physical harm. And this is not me trying to just give you content or, or something to talk about. I'm being dead serious. I would do him physical, physical, physical harm. Like I would, I would break something like bones. I would break like kneecaps, um, elbows. Like I would do that to him because he's sick. He should be castrated, but I'm not going to be the guy to castrate another man. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's just disgusting. And he, they, they said that he, the federal charges for just trafficking minors in Florida and New York, but he also has a private island somewhere in the Virgin Islands that he owned. It's called Pedophile Island now, and it seems like the people around there knew exactly what was going on. And that's, that's, that's extremely disgusting. And now that I, I see that he was flying over 600 hours on this private jet, you telling me there wasn't no, no young ladies in there, no minors? I can't even say young ladies. There wasn't no child, no children in there? You know what I mean? That's, it's, it, that's just nasty. You know what I mean? And now you're just getting him? Somebody blew the whistle on him. So now he's going to start blowing the whistle too. You know, you're going to start seeing certain people just start getting indicted with this child trafficking thing when it's when it's bigger than just some of these few people. It's a ring. Granted, he's probably one of the people in the ring, but he's not the only one. This is international. Why do you think he probably took these allegedly took these young ladies or I keep saying young ladies, these children to this private island that he had in the Virgin Islands that he owned like nobody could go on that island. He owned it. He had his own security. All that. You know what I mean? It's it's sick just to even think about it. He probably had all types of people from different walks of life, from different parts of the globe, go to his island to touch these little girls, man. This is this is disgusting. Just talking about it is making my skin crawl. You know? It, it's... It's it's sick, man. It's like, and I know he's not the only one. I mean, he's probably got sickos in his firm that was probably frequenting Florida, New York, and his little private island. You know what I mean? The thing, the thing is, he probably just took the flights from Florida to New York, and took a boat, a yacht, to the island. It's it, it's just disgusting, man. It's. It's just I had to let y'all know because I didn't want to gloss over this topic and not touch this topic. This is this is why I like what I did with this bonus episode, because most of the topics I touched on, like the Little Mermaid, um, ASAP Rocky, um, Little Nas X. I thought that was a little cool story. The, the Jay-Z Nas. Uh, I'm sorry, not Jay-Z and Nas. The Jay-Z and Jazzo squashing the beef. I think the topics that I touched on were topics that I wanted to talk about. You know what I mean? Pretty much. I, I wanted to talk about these topics because I felt that it would provide good content and y'all would enjoy the episode that I put together for y'all. So, I mean, uh, I had a blast. So what I did there. I hope y'all did. Um, like I said, please follow me on IG. Uh, DSP the Great. D-S-P-T-H-E-G-R-8. Uh, follow the Blast Podcast. T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, shout out to the homie Precise. Um, follow him. I'm um, at Beats and Eats. 
Uh, that's A. I'm sorry. That's at. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bugging. That's the at sign B-E-A-T-Z-A-N-D-E-A-T-double-Z. Make sure you get that double Z at the end so you're following the right person. Um, shout out to everybody that's listening. Um, we truly appreciate all the feedback, all the support. Um, I wanted to shout out some of the brands that, that frequent the page. Um, shout out to Apply Heavy Pressure. Um, shout out to FTC Wings. Shout out to uh, uh, who else? Frequent? Oh, shout out to VOH Basketball. Shout out to MOR Apparel. Um, who else is there? Shout out to Taste Very Delicious. Taste Very Delicious. She just had an event where all the entrepreneurs came together. I was so upset I couldn't make it out there. Um, I hope it was a success. I hope they have another one, another great event. Um, shout out to Q Talks. Um, her and um, another sister. Oh, I'm so upset. I can't remember the sister's name. They're putting a, 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 an awesome event, man. It looks like a great event. It's called, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called like Summer with uh, Q and some. Oh, I'm so upset. I'm so sorry that I can't remember the name right now. I'm pissed. I'm nowhere near my phone. Um, but they have an awesome event coming. Um, I think it's in August, August 4th or August 6th. I don't remember. It's that weekend. Um, it's the the place, the location that they chose. The ambiance looks beautiful. Seems very chill, very laid back, very mature, very age appropriate <laughs> for the mature crowd, the mature crowd. Um, it's, it's, it's for singles and couples. Um, for the singles, I think they're going to do speed dating. Um, I'm going to have more details on this for episode four because I feel obligated to, to um, announce this because I think this is an amazing event put together by two amazing uh, sisters. And I, I want to support it. I want to I offer my platform as a platform to, you know, promote it. Promote it and, and, and talk about it. Um, hopefully you guys uh, take your time out and check it out, man. So like shout out to Q Talks and the other sister. I am so upset. I am so sorry that I don't remember your name. And I don't want to just throw any name out there and be completely wrong. I just remember Q because I, I've been following Q Talks for a while. And she had did some something special with Still I Rise and, um, and, and Precise, which was dope. And that's how come I, I have my, her name burned into my psyche. I'm, I'm truly sorry. I don't remember your name, sister. Um, but I'm super proud of those two ladies. They're putting together a beautiful event for singles and couples. You guys should check it out. They have a page as well. But like I said, on the next, on episode four, I will have more details. I'm going to have it written down. I'm going to tell you where to go, who you should follow, and how it works out. Um, once again, thank you for listening to this bonus episode, man. This was super, super, super fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's not the usual two-hour format that y'all used to, but it was just me. And I didn't want, y'all, want to bore y'all to death. So, um... Please be sure to check out episode four, dropping Sunday, July 21st, um, Sunday evening. Um, once again, thank you for listening. Please follow the Blast Podcast IG page, um, T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, make sure you follow me, of course, DSP the Great. Check out my IGTV or go to YouTube and um, check out the DSPs. Uh, check out DSPs seal of approval series where i'm covering the albums i got about like 
eight episodes in there. Most of it is hip hop. I think I got um, one R&B album in there with uh, Indigo, which was a which was an amazing album. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I truly appreciate y'all. <clears throat> Um, please, uh, favorite the show, subscribe to the show, rate the show. Um, this is just a call to action. Uh, I just want y'all to do this anytime an episode drops. Um, we're trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to see the analytics, trying to put, um, some analytics together, see if I can get some sponsors on the show, you know, like the legit sponsors. Um, not saying that last life gaming network is not a legit sponsor. They are legit. It's my brother's shit. So, you know, they legit. And once that shit drops this fall, you're going to see how legit they are. But I'm talking about, like, from the major corpse, your boy's trying to get into some things. So if I'm able to if I'm able to provide the numbers and they like the numbers and they like what they see, I can start getting the thing that'll suck about that. You might start hearing ads. But the thing is, I'm going to be try. I'm going to try and be creative with the ads and, and keep y'all keep y'all's attention. So, yeah, I just I just need y'all to rate us. I need y'all to subscribe to us and I need y'all to favorite us on whatever platform you listen to us on. Definitely rate us, though. And you definitely want to subscribe because you will always be informed on when the new episode drops. You don't have to wait for my latest meme or or uh, or me announcing it. You know what I mean? So thank you for everything. Um, I truly appreciate y'all listening. I mean, this is why I do it. I do it for y'all for real. Once again, shout out to the homie Precise. Can't wait to do episode four with you, brother. It's about to go down. We are also increasing episode frequency. And another announcement I wanted to make was uh, this winter, we will also be recording for YouTube. So you're gonna be you're gonna be able to listen to the podcast on your favorite uh, podcast platform, whether it's uh, Spotify or iTunes or wherever else you listen to us. Um, and also see us on YouTube. So you're also going to actually see the two brothers that are having the conversation. So it's, it's going to be fun, man. Um, also, we are we're going to have we have guests coming up. Um, a lot of people have been hitting us up, man, wanting to get on the show. Um, I guess they must have heard what we did with uh, Stan Michael, seeing how we marketed it with Stan Michael. Um, and they want to work with us. Um, I'm going to shout out some of them. Shout out to Pro. Pro wants to do uh, pro, pro 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 wants to do pro Dillinger wants to do a special event type thing. He wants to do a, a meet and greet and uh, basically a live interview show. And I, I'm I'm really I'm really feeling that idea. Um, I also want to shout out uh, I want to shout out Overlook Beats. They also want to come through. They're responsible for the uh, new intro that you heard. Uh, it's going to be the new intro for the episodes coming as well. Um, I didn't want any issues with any copyright issues with using the, uh, blast, uh, beat instrumental by high tech. So I hollered at the homies for, uh, an original beat in the beginning. So shout out to wicked keys. We're looking out on that and shout out to overlook beats, which is questing wicked keys. They want to come on the show and, and chat it up with us. Um, who else is there? And, and shout out to coin, man. They want to come through as well. They want to come through and, and chop it up with the with the kids, with the brothers. Um, they got two new singles out, man. Please check them out. Follow them. Um, it's it's ITS underscore coin. They are doing their thing. They just did a live performance back on uh, July 5th, that weekend. I wasn't around, so that's why I wasn't there covering it. 
Um, I was with the family. I was chilling with my beautiful niece, my brother, Bravo, and his family. Um, it, was, it was awesome, man. Like I said, check them out. Check out It's Coin. They want to come up as well. So, yo, we, we, got, we got some episodes lined up for y'all. Um, I hope y'all ready. It's, it's really about to take off. We're really about to blast off, man. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the constant support. Uh, thank you for listening. It's your boy, Brother DSP, signing out. Thank you for listening to Blast Podcast. Peace.